Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I have a very lovely guest with us. Her name is Victoria Vives Cuong, and we are going to be discussing her ecstatic woman experience. I'm really looking forward to diving into this with her today. Let me tell you a little bit about Victoria before we get started. Victoria Vives Kwong is the international best-selling author of In a Matter of Seconds. She's a healing and shamanism teacher, spiritual leader, and host of the Divine Sexuality podcast. She has helped thousands of women around the world to access greater fulfillment in their lives and help others do the same through healing energy and spirituality. Victoria emphasizes divine sexuality as the most powerful philosophy she teaches because it is at the foundation of femininity and womanhood. Divine sexuality facilitates women's ability to positively relate to their bodies, to their partners, and to their sexuality. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Thank you so much, Tatiana, and thank you, everybody, for joining in. Yes, it is a joy to have you here. Um, Now, as per usual, we're going to go to a break before we dive into the conversation today. But before we do so, um, I would love to just ask you what your superpowers are. Well, so, yes, I teach divine sexuality, and I'm all into sensuality, but I'm also a badass martial artist. Hey, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Is there a specific martial art that you practice? I practice many styles, but for a while I was teaching Bruce Lee's style, which is uh, Jeet Kune Do. (laughs) Cool. Well, that's fun. Um, So... We are going to break, and before we do that, will you tell everybody where they can go to find out more about you and your work and your book and everything? Yes, I would love for anybody to connect with me at victoriavives.com slash divine, and that is V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A-V-I-V-E-S dot com slash divine. Fantastic. So we are here with Victoria Vives Guang, and we are talking about the ecstatic woman experience. This is going to be a good one, so stay tuned. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts, and we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back. So um, I was watching the little video that you have on your website for this, and I absolutely loved um, 
so for everyone who's listening, Victoria has a program called the Ecstatic Woman Experience, which is the inspiration for the title of our of our show today. And um, I just absolutely love how in this video you're talking about your own journey and how, you know, you had all of this worldly success, you know, from the outside looking in, it's like you have the perfect life, right? You've achieved a success across multiple, um, you know, pathways. You, you've had, you know, found a six-figure business. You've got, you know, great relationship. And yet there's still this emptiness, right, until you mm-hmm. discover this path of the feminine, which is what so many episodes on this show um, are about and, and really what this, this show exists to perpetuate and to, to grow is this understanding of divine feminine energy um, and how important it is. And so I would just love to, to hear you talk a little bit more about that, sort of expand on that video for us, if you will. Yes. So Tatiana, as you mentioned, I was accomplishing many things and all of these things, uh, you know, my family was excited. Everybody was looking up to what I was achieving. And at the same time, there was this emptiness in my heart. And in part, sometimes we are high achievers because we're trying to prove our values Mm -hmm. sometimes. (laughs) So we are demonstrating to the world how valuable we are. And what I realized is that there was this energy inside me that was really, really sad. And I was Mm -hmm. really lacking this connection with who I was, with my feminine and with also nurturing myself, we have a certain amount of energy every day. And if we devote it to create things in the outside world, it doesn't continue nurturing us. So I had mm. to understand that. I had to stop and look at myself in the mirror and say, it is time for a change. I didn't know what I could do to transform this. But through my searching, through my seeking for a solution, I found that the divine feminine is what what was missing. And share with us what your understanding of the divine feminine is and how you came to incorporate that into your life. So if we look beyond the physical experience and we go into the experience of oneness, at a point in our soul journey, we're we're in that state of transcendence and, and oneness. But as soon as we come into the physical experience, the first division of that oneness is between the masculine and the feminine energies. Mm -hmm. And we can see that even in the yin and yang. So as we go through that (laughs) division almost of who we are and the energies that we hold, there is sometimes a lack of balance and we are not able to integrate both. And this can result in what is happening in the world today. So we see an excess of the masculine energy. And it's not necessarily the divine masculine energy. Sometimes these energies are distorted. Mm -hmm. So we women, because we are in this current with our collective, we tap too much into those distorted masculine energies. And we forget about the aspect of us that is the nurturer, but a nurturer not only for our homes, our beloveds, our kids, our careers, but also for ourselves to bask in that energy, to be almost like the frequency carrier of that divine feminine and ecstatic experience. Mm, I love that word you use, to bask too, because it really, that is, 
That is it. It's allowing ourselves to slow down long enough to be able mm. to like infuse ourselves with that energy, right? And mm. be mm. be the emanation of it. Yes. Yeah. So beautiful. So um so what are what were some of the things in your journey um again because i know you you help other people with this but i think we we learn so much from each other's stories um what were some of the things in your journey that you really had to sort of contend with or or shift you know how how was that energy expressing itself through you and what did you have to shift in order to come more into that femininity Yes, so as a martial artist, <laughs> the majority of a badass them, one, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you actually can search on, on YouTube Victoria Vives and you will see a lot of me kicking us, guys. <laughs> so I have a lot of that. I have actually six million views with those videos on nice. So, so yeah, I was very much in that energy since I was small. What I understood about life is that if I was a woman, I would be a loser. Mm. I grew up in a dictatorship and a very conservative regime. So where did you grow up? Oh, I was in Spain and it was a dictatorship and Uh it was extremely conservative. So being Uh a woman was almost like second class. And I lived with three mothers, my mom, my grandmother and my aunt. So we were in a position that it was like, if I'm a woman, I'm not going to do anything in my life. I need to tap into the masculine. Mm. And even at that time, I had a reading. I was like, I don't know, maybe 11 years old. And my mom uh, facilitated for somebody to do a reading for me with tarot. And they said, your strength is in your masculinity. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) Wow, what what a message to receive at such a young age, too. Right? So, so I said, that's it. That's what I have to do. She told me, and, and you know, when I teach psychic reading and what I noticed is that we plant seeds. So we need to be yeah. very careful with what we say to us. Totally. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I think that there can be a lot of, um, you know, we kind of can get off on, on delivering information to people as healers. And that's definitely something that I have seen and experienced directly in my life. It's like, we got to be really, really mindful with what we say to people. Um, Extremely. Yeah. Yeah, My mentors always share, I I teach shamanism as well. So my mentors always say that we need to tell healing stories, things that are going to be empowering because from the level Mm -hmm. of the soul there is nothing that is negative necessarily there is always a reason there is always a lesson but in this case just getting into that idea of you have to use your masculine so i did that for decades and i went with the bad guys the martial artists the nerd computer guys and yes it, it served me well i achieved a lot of success there was this part of me crying inside and I couldn't hear her. Well, but even what you just said, like you achieved a lot of success because our world is wired to support the masculine. Exactly. Like that's how you achieve outworldly success in our world right now. There wow. isn't really, uh, I mean, I, well, that's not actually true. I'm, I, I was going to say something that's not true. I think there are some of us who are starting to turn that 
conversation around. Um, I think you're actually a beautiful example of one of them. Um, and I think actually the way we're doing things over at Superpower Experts is a beautiful example of that too. Sometimes the outward expression can seem more masculine and however the internal operations are incredibly um, rooted in divine feminine principles. So that is that is starting to shift and and I'm going to just continue to empower that with my language right now. I want you know that is starting to shift as more of us come into this. So um so so I, I'm sorry for interrupting you but I uh, I just wanted to to speak. That's very enriching. No, I'm glad that you brought that up. I feel that it is true that our world absolutely rewards masculine accomplishment, but not so much the feminine accomplishment. So as women, we want also to accomplish things and we need also to stay afloat and survive. So we buy into that. And unless there is people like you, like me, like all the women that are now transforming the way in which they, um, they, they vision, envision that power that is not necessarily so masculine, but it's more of a force of nature that we can channel through us and allow things to happen. So I feel that that's the transformation that we can start doing instead to push things into let's make this happen. A little bit of that collaboration with the universe and allowing things to uh, to manifest through us. Well, and what's amazing is that it's like infinitely more powerful that way. Yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things. I, I, I like to use metaphor a lot. And you think about um, a woman growing a baby inside of her, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing that you actually have to do for that baby to grow. I mean, you have to eat, right? But like, even if you don't eat, the baby's going to grow. It's like, <laughs> it might not grow as well, but it, you know, it's like you, but you don't have to force it. You can't go say like, okay, baby, now it's time to make an eyeball. You know, like oh. that, it doesn't work like that, right? The baby's going to grow in its own perfect timing. And, and it's creating a machine, the likes of which humans have not been able to replicate, right? The human body is such a brilliantly designed machine, and we can't figure out how to make something as brilliantly designed, right? And that's, a, that's like a perfect example of allowing the universe to create for you versus trying to force it into being. If the human mind tried to create a baby in utero, it would be a real mess, and it probably wouldn't survive oh very long. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <It's scary. laughs> Yeah, for sure. So absolutely. We we can create such amazing uh, things through just tapping into nature and being able to be one with nature and supporting nature instead to try to manipulate nature, which is what we do so often. And our culture is a little based on that. But that's why sexuality is the energy, the creative force energy mm-hmm. that we can bring into anything in our lives, just allowing that to not just be creating babies, but tapping into the lunar cycles to create anything that we want to manifest. Say more about that, tapping into the lunar cycles. Yes, absolutely. So every time that we think of ourselves as women's, women, we have cycles, right? So we have menstruation, ovulation, we have our cycle, but we also have the full cycle, which will be before menopause. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, sorry, I, I meant before menstruation. So when we are girls 
and then from our first menstruation to the last, mm -hmm. and then from the last menstruation until the end of our days. Mm -hmm. So those are cycles also that we are part of. So we are mirroring nature itself. And when we think of the cycles of nature, we of course think about the lunar cycles. So every time that we start with the new moon, we can tap into that to start the manifestation process. So perhaps you want to start writing a book or you want to start um, a new business or launch a, a book or anything that you want to do. But you can tap into the new moon, set your intentions, you do a little ritual for that, and then you continue expanding the energy as the moon continues becoming fuller and fuller and fuller. And then at the end of the full moon, it's a time in which you can complete what you have started or you can release things that don't belong to your project to then start continuing with a new layer of another cycle. So we can always tap into the lunar cycles to create and manifest in harmony with nature and their cycles. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm, it's making me think. I I was for a long time running New Moon Women's Circles, and mm. and I, that stopped. And I want I want to start it up again. You're, you're oh, reminding beautiful. me of how, how much I love that work. Yeah. Um, yes, and so so one of the things that um, that you talk about also on on your site and in in relation to to this program is this idea of um, body shame and embracing authentic mm -hmm. self-love. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, yes. And it's important to bring attention to this because right now the statistics are crazy. So normally on a yearly basis, just in the US, there is a spending over $70 billion in weight loss and then over $16.5 billion in plastic surgery. So that means we are not happy with who we are, how we look. We are just not accepting that, and we are trying to fix it. In which, I mean, plastic surgery is not necessarily fixing our health, right? Absolutely so, not. <laughs> well, so and, not. And, well, I just, something that I think goes hand in hand is that, is that not only are we not happy with that, but there are a lot of people who benefit from us not mm. being happy with that. Mm. And I think that's really important to, um, to look at also because there are forces at play that are actively trying to keep us unhappy with how we look. And if we're going to really overcome body shame and um, judgment around our bodies, we have to take that into consideration that it's not just a solo journey here. Like we have to be willing to look at those advertisements, to look at the programming and start to really see it for what it is so that we can stop being so affected by it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And that, I mean, you, <laughs> you absolutely nailed it there because, you know, I worked for over 20 years in entertainment. So I was one of those women that was put on, on the screen, right? Mm -hmm. And and that was crazy. Like, it was almost like a micro world in the sense that nobody looked normal. 
It's like it was mm. so hard for mm. me to come back to to the real world and say why people don't look like in television. It's like, you know, why is not everybody the same? And being the only black I met until 14, uh, there was a little bit of um, whitewashed <laughs> television <Sure>. in Spain <laughs> oh. because everybody was white, basically. So I had to put my hair straight and I had to just look as white as possible. So there was like this standard of beauty and that's mm -hmm. what everybody had to do. And for years and years and years, I was incapable to go to the street with my own hair because of that insecurity. Mm. So this is conditioning for all of us. And unless we start changing things and we start transforming our media, our film, our magazines, yeah. and how we portray women and understanding that, you know, we even sometimes look into, oh, what body shape I have, am I this size or the other, you know, like all these kinds of quizzes and things that we can do. Mm -hmm. We put all our, our focus on our bodies and we women tend to measure our value by the level of our beauty and that's not what it is. Beauty is not only external, but internal as well. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you've ever seen, you know, there've been some beautiful photo projects of women as they age. Um, and I think there's, there's just some brilliant examples of that, of, you know, mm -hmm. these like sagging, wrinkly, radiant, beautifully gorgeous mm -hmm. women who are just emanating their truth from every pore. And, and, you know, I think something as women that is really important to acknowledge, you know, I'm a mom, our bodies are going to change. Our bodies are designed to change in incredible ways. I mean, the amount, like our blood volume expands 150% when we're pregnant, right? We have, <laughs> so we have almost twice as much blood as we normally do when we're pregnant. We like, we grow life and then, and then our body contracts and goes back, but it never goes back to the way it was before. And it's not supposed to, it's not designed to, our bodies are designed to change. Change. And I think we have such an issue with that as women because the standard of beauty that is promoted um, is one of eternal youth, right? Mm. You have to look, you know, white, thin, tall, and young. That's that's the and right, especially women because men, it's okay if they have you know some wrinkles. It's like it can be more interesting. But for us women, it's not as allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so how have you, how does, how does coming into this um, experience of femininity shift that? Oh my goodness. So different. Uh, it was certainly a process of reconnecting with what it is to be a woman because the, the idea I had since I started very young in entertainment until, you know, in, in 20 years in total, I I had this idea of what it is to be feminine and it was very fabricated. I was wearing extensions or wigs, eyelashes, all the things to look incredible on camera. But then I had a lot of talents being just an, a regular woman, you know, just, just normal like everybody else. So it was a lot of, of just <laughs> accepting myself start going out without any weeks and even now i encourage my students so we have a full month in which i recommend them to be as natural as possible and that means not shaving not putting makeup not putting extensions not putting anything like how are you if you 
don't put any extras. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you able to go to the street like that and, and feel your beauty mm -hmm. and exude your value and understand that your your status doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be linked to all these external things. So well, and it's yeah, it's not. I mean, all those external things are really they're a huge distraction, and we can spend. I mean, if you think about it, it's representative in the numbers, right? Like, if there's such a billions of dollar industry, yeah. what what does that equate in terms of our time and energy? Like how much time, how much life force energy are we spending to change how we look externally? And what yeah. could we as women do if we put that life force energy towards making the planet a better place to be? Wow. Right? That's amazing. I like to invite women to have this thought experiment. Imagine if you are familiar with the three graces from Rubens or any mm. 17th century art that represented the beauty of women. Imagine that you see that in television every day, on the magazines. Women, what they're going to do is start putting some cellulite belly so that they fit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that they fit the standard of beauty. I mean, that that really brings it into perspective that is ridiculous yeah yeah mm -hmm. for sure if it is um, because we want to be healthy I always you know as a woman that has been a I mean I've been a dancer a martial artist so I want to encourage women to be healthy of, of course. course but not to match a certain standard which actually can make us more sick because there are women that maybe they did 10 surgeries and then they are not so happy even with the look that they have after that right or the women who are dying from butt implants i mean that's a thing right right like dying because they're trying to like put more anyway that yeah. that is crazy to me um so i think this this piece about about body shame and acceptance is just I really feel like it is one of the most revolutionary things we can do as women is to like unapologetically love ourselves mm. no matter what we look like. And that's, you know, as someone who has been on this journey for a long time, I still struggle with it, you know, because it's my body doesn't look like the normal body that is projected as like the the image of of what is supposed to be sexy and and beautiful um my body has changed a lot you know i've had two babies like I've, it's been through a lot some for some women having babies is easier on their bodies for mine it is not um and and so i i don't say that as as if it's like an easy like oh yeah just love your body you know mm -hmm. like it's a practice it's a road it's a journey and like we mentioned you know there's billions of dollars behind us not doing that um so it's kind of at every at every turn at every corner it's something that we we have to face and yet the liberation that comes on the other side of that is so tremendous yeah, and it's interesting because I saw a TED talk of a woman that was a full size, like plus size, and and she had the opportunity to actually be photographed with good lighting, a good photographer, 
and the pictures mm-hmm. were so beautiful like i could mm. see so much beauty in it so sometimes we just don't bring that light in you know with us <laughs> so we don't look like that necessarily but it's also we need to understand these are not um, women that we are seeing as they are naturally when they wake up it is a big production of makeup and hairstyle and lighting an amazing photographer taking tons of pictures and choosing the best ones post-production i have seen i mean i I work as a model so i have seen photographers what magic they can do (laughs) so we have to also understand that we cannot compare ourselves we need to just be Mm -hmm. realistic you know that's like a fantasy world and then this is reality Right, like yeah, how come my not, selfie doesn't look like that? Because you're not, exactly. you don't have all of the resource and the lighting and the makeup and everything. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not the, the necessarily beautiful thing. When I look into nature, I always am fascinated by my kitty, my cat. It's mm. so beautiful. <laughs> and it's because it's part of nature. It's not apologetic of how he looks. It's, it's just being natural. And nature is so beautiful that if we were able to embrace ourselves in that way and just exude who we are as our essence without comparing, without uh, trying to fit in a standard, I feel we would just ha- have this grace about us that will be mesmerizing for everybody. I completely agree. And I, and it's it's like when you go into a forest, right? You, all the trees don't look the same. And it's mm-hmm. the trees that have the weird knots and yes. they've grown in different ways that are the most fascinating and the most the, the ones that draw you, right? Because they've there's something different about them. There's something unique about them. And I think it's the same with us. I love, you know, how you're speaking about it. And I can just, I can feel it like exuding through you. Um, it's, you clearly embodied in you. And it's so beautiful and so true that when we can really embrace that naturalness, um, despite what we're told at every corner, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a power beyond, beyond words. Really is. Yes, to just dance with what is nature, what is creation. I would love for us to be able to discover that without all the conditioning. It, I don't feel it's, it can be in our generation. I feel it will take a long time to clear all these ideas that we are carrying. Yeah. But I think it is possible. I think we can touch it. I think, you know, it, it might not be possible to totally live in that all the time and live in this world, you know, but I think what we're doing is we're in the process of creating a new world. And and I'm glad that you said that it might not be in this generation because I, you know, I had that realization several years ago that the, the work that I'm doing right now, I might not live to see the fruits of it, but that doesn't mean that I don't do the work right? Exactly. We're here to, to usher in a new world. And, and that's also part of this feminine principle is understanding longevity and understanding that, you know, a tree doesn't plant all those seedlings, right? It doesn't sprout all those seeds and, and have the ability to grow a forest for its own self, right? Mm. That's not why a tree does that. A tree does that because it's about repopulating and, and regenerating the the forest, the whole, the culture, right? Mm. And and I think this this idea that we have to see 
Um, I mean, of course, there's something that's great about being able to see the fruits of your labor, about feeling an accomplishment. But again, in this, in this more feminine way, we might never see what we set out to accomplish. Yes. Well, all of this that you're sharing really taps into so many things. It's awakening in me, so many things. <laughs> so one of them, um, as I mentioned, I do a lot of shamanic work. So healing mm-hmm. our lineage is the way to transform the world mm-hmm. because we heal seven generations back and forth. And in that way, our next generations don't have to carry the same burden that we did. So that's going to be a way in which, you know, maybe we are not going to witness personally, but our lineage, that connection will stay there and it will continue to evolve. So that's part of it. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the other part is I used to teach um, in different primitive skills gatherings. So I would say that has been a way in which I connected with how the world would be without being so conditioned. And then I started going three days out of the week to nature, living in the wild Mm -hmm. without (laughs) tent, (laughs) just very minimalistic. And that also helped me clearing a lot of my conditioning and understanding what it is to be connected with Mother Earth. So I feel that we can tap into that by disconnecting, even if it is for periods of time, just being one with nature and and just allowing yourself to discover who you are when you are in nature with people looking at you without your cell phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I um I got to participate. Amy Jo Goddard is a is a woman who works in in the sexuality space, and she's been on the show a couple of times. And um and I got to participate in one of her retreats as as playing an archetype for this this um ritual that she does. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the wild woman. And, um, and it was so fascinating because part of the, part of the experience was, you know, women got to go and talk to whichever archetype there were, there were, I think 12 of us who were embodying these different sexual archetypes and, um, and the participants in the retreat got to come and speak to whichever archetype they were feeling most drawn to or most repulsed by. And I had so many women who came up to me as the wild woman wanting to, wanting something from the wild woman right it's like we we have this this innate craving for our own wildness Mm. and and what was just coming through so strongly and so clearly was go and be in a place that is still wild and Mm. and for some of us that is not easy to do right if we live in a place that has been developed for a long time it can be harder to find wild spaces um, and, you know, we're seeing that there's more and more development happening, but it's, it's, again, it's, it's a reflection. It's, it's even why it's even more crucial to protect those spaces that are still wild. Um, and even like we're seeing right now, like wilderness isn't always pretty, right? Wildness isn't always pretty. Like if you look at the fires that are happening yeah. in California right now, very right, right here, very close to where I am, is 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 wild. Is the wild? But that's the wild, right? Exactly, that's, the forces of nature. Yeah, yeah, and there and and that's that. I feel like those forces of nature they have to get so much louder right now because we've 
because we've encroached on them, you know, we've, we've built over them and, and there aren't as many places to go and access wildness. And so the wildness has to get really loud and in our face because yeah. it want it, it deserves a place too. And I, I firmly believe in my heart of hearts that the more we come into contact and communion with our own wildness, the less those kinds of events need to take place. Yes, we need to become more savvy about nature, the planet we live on. We need to, to get to know it because, you know, sometimes people don't realize that uh, breaking a, a bottle in, in the wild or leaving a glass bottle there, it can be the beginning of one of these fires. But we are so disconnected from our own environment that we don't even understand that. And the, our ancestors would tend to the land. so there would not be all these um, big, um, like there is a lot of dry debris right now mm -hmm. and there is nobody tending to the land. Right. So, right, right. And I, I th I've thought about that a lot. You know, if anyone, if you spend enough time in the wild and you know how to make your own fire to cook, it's like yeah, yeah. that debris there wouldn't have been there because we were constantly clearing the forest floor and making cooking fires, right? Yes making fires to heat our to heat ourselves and to tell stories around at night like that so the debris wasn't it wasn't like that um, mm. and yet we we've, we've lost touch with that it's kind of ironic it's like we're burning fewer fires and so the fires mm. need to burn right oh, yeah. in that way and we're um, using different fires right like yeah. different fuel yeah so we're using extracting from other earth other fuels so it's really out of balance things are truly out of balance and that's another reason why i feel it's important to tap into the feminine energy to work more in a cooperative way collaborating with nature yes absolutely and it starts you know i think it's 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 hard for people to grasp sometimes but it it starts with our own personal experience which is why i love what you're doing um, I love this program that you've put together. I think it's so powerful and so important and so needed right now because we need to be doing this work on ourselves so that we can open our eyes enough to realize how important these these spaces are and, and embracing our own wildness is, right? Mm -hmm. And you do, you have to come into contact with the wilderness, with the wild to remember what that's like inside yourself. You You, you have to. Yeah, and I want to make sure for women that not at least any. Don't worry if you come. I'm not going to make you go to the wine. <laughs> I, I actually work in a very civilized manner and with a lot of business women in a way that is really adapted to what we are living now. So this is more of my shamanic work that I do in in the wild. Yeah, and I mean, I hear, I hear that. I hear that. And I will say, like, I had all those women coming up to me who wanted the wild woman, you know, they mm. wanted, they wanted, if you really want that fierce embodiment, that mm. what you were talking about earlier, of like us being able to radiate naturally, yes. it's like, yeah, we're going to have to take baby steps there. You don't have to all of a sudden go and like live in the wilderness with just a pen knife for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and like even to just take a day mm. and go somewhere where there are no other people and there are 
trees and animals and nature and be with yourself in that space like we have to be willing at some point to contend with who we are when we meet nature yes yes and remember what is our essence like we are animals yeah (laughs) we are animals we might want to look different but we are animals so we have to remember that primal aspect that also gives us so much strength Mm-hmm. So we want to have that from a vitality level and physical health level. We want that kind of power running through us. We don't want to have it dormant. We, we want to feel that inside. Yeah. And, and when it comes to sexuality, even more. Yeah. So, so say more about that. Yes, so <laughs> for sure. Being a wild woman that is able to, to really embrace sexuality and express it instead to have all the conditioning, oh, you're too slutty, or you're impure, or sex should be for procreation, all of that has been many times part of our our growing up experience. So I also work with women to release all of that and be more Mm -hmm. of the being in the moment, being in the present, being in your body, being able to express your femininity, your desire, your sexuality, and be with a partner 100% present for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We're all about that over here at this <laughs> on this show. That's what it's all about. It's and it's it is the wild woman coming through, you know, and it is magical it is. and it's it's very unlike what we're programmed and, and, and taught to be in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, and it is free. Yeah. Like who wants to be held or who wants to be not able to express the the natural instincts like this is something that is not that we have chosen or program ourselves for instead it's something that is what keeps us alive on the planet (laughs) so that we can continue generation after generation if we wouldn't have that drive or that desire we would not uh, persist on the planet yeah yes um so i i just I'm really enjoying you so much. I feel like you're such an awesome, amazing person. And I can, I can feel your heart and feel your essence in this. And I'm just so grateful that you're on the planet and that you are who you are doing this work and that you've walked the path that you've walked so that you can touch the people that only you can touch because of that. Um, I really want to just give some deep gratitude to you for that. Thank you so much, Tatiana. Certainly, speaking with you also is so inspirational. So I I enjoy it so much. Oh, thank you. Um, and we are we're starting to wind down here towards the end of our time, and I just wanted to give space if there's anything that we haven't touched on yet today that you want to make sure that our listeners get to hear about or that you share with everyone. Yeah. So for sure, for every woman and every man that is listening. Just remember that part of you that is the feminine, which is a little bit more about smelling the flowers. So yes, we might accomplish so many things and we might have more successes, but then taking just a little bit for smelling the flowers and enjoying, because at the end of the day, it's not how many lunches we did in our businesses so much or how many accomplishments, but how we loved ourselves, we express our true self and essence how much time we spend with our loved ones. So let's make that a priority. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I can say from, um, you know, being with my father when he was on his deathbed, it, it wasn't what he did or didn't accomplish that were his regrets. It was how he lived his life, you know. Mm. And I remember I asked him, you know, right before he died, I asked him if there was anything that he needed in order to feel complete. And he looked at me and there was this real deep sadness in his eyes and he said, another lifetime. Mm. Because, my, you know, he, he very much lived in that paradigm of, of needing to, to be something, to accomplish things. And, you know, he was always on me to, to, to be successful, right? And that was very much the, the world that he came from and that he lived in. And yet the sadness in his eyes did not lie. Um, and the, the pain that he experienced in that process of dying did not lie. And it wasn't physical pain that he was experiencing. It was a, it was a spiritual pain of not, not living life um, in a way that that was in integrity. And so, you know, I think that that what you just said there about really allowing yourself to f experience the fullness of life and, and the people that are around you is, is really important. Um, and, and our death process will well, we'll, we get to, we get to contend with that at some point and, you know, uh, so no one is exempt from that process. Um, I'm so grateful for you and superpower experts that, that you guys are creating this to bring more awareness because we need to do this transformation and we need to hear these messages so that we can understand, you know, this is our life. Let's live it. Yes. So yes. thank you for creating this. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for just being your lovely self in the world. Oh, so fun. I just really enjoy you. And to our listeners, thank you so much for continuing to show up and to receive this information. And, you know, the best gift that you could give to us is to go out and apply it to your life and to be that in the world and to, to stop and smell those flowers and to let that smell um, filter through every cell in your body and to enjoy being here on this planet and to spread that enjoyment out into the world that really is the best gift that we can give in this time right now so thank you for for showing up to this and for showing up to your life and until next time go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply many blessings are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.